You're here with Christina and Sylvie. We have another interview. We've got a few today. <laughs> and this is Ivan Hexter. Now, Ivan is the director and producer of Tunnel Vision, which is screening in the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival on July 16th. Are you with us, Ivan? I'm uh, here, uh, Christina. Uh, good to be with you. Hi. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Excited to talk to you. Likewise. Um, Tunnel Vision, you want to have a chat about? Yeah, let's talk about it. What's it about? Tell us... Everything. This is. We watched the trailer. We watched a little bit of it, and it's it's very intense. I couldn't believe how much police brutality there was. I was quite confronted. Well, um, it's uh, true, and that uh, over the eighteen months that I shot the film and the campaign to stop East West Link and shot around sixty hours of uh, footage, increasingly over time, the drama, I guess you could say, escalated. The police became increasingly involved. Mainstream media got excited, and citizen and activist numbers grew. Politicians became increasingly agitated and vocal on the issue. And, uh, of course, at that time, a state election was drawing closer every day. So there were a number of quite powerful elements that evolved over that 18-month period of the campaign. And certainly the, uh, you know, the police uh, involvement did become increasingly, say, aggressive towards the protesters and a number were arrested and some were even, you know, hospitalised. So mm. that part was disturbing mm. and uh, that really was focused on the uh, tunnel picket group who were, I guess we could describe as the kind of hardcore activists um, who were out there on a daily basis, uh, rising very early in the morning to often to uh, try and prevent uh, works happening at, at that time at test drilling sites around the uh, Yarra area in particular, Yarra Council uh, or Yarra Municipality area. So, of course, because of that drama, I guess, um, you know, and the increasing really violence that uh, was occurring, free-to-air television was all over it because they love uh, drama. They do. <laughs> and so, well, they got plenty of it, but nothing was going to stop the tunnel picketers from their determination to win and uh, as you probably well know that uh, was a win a big win for the mm. community and quite unusual when it comes to community activism and issues that uh, the community uh, want to change or issues that they wish to get directly involved with so look that's part of the story of how it unfolded. So this is um, a story that focuses on the $18 billion uh, toll road, the East-West Link project. Did you go into it with, you wanted to tell a particular narrative, or was that the aim, was, uh, or did you just let the story unfold? Well, you know, documentary is a very organic process, as you well know, and it's impossible to tell how a story is going to resolve, in this case, how the campaign would resolve. And, I mean, from my perspective... I must say, I thought the chances of the community winning were low, just because the history of activism and community wins is not uh, a great track record. I think but that would have probably been a lot of people's assumption as well. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, you know, many of the core activists did feel they could win, but there was huge forces working against them and working against that outcome. So really the, the story, if you like, as far as filming was concerned, took its own course because in documentary you go out, perhaps apart from, say, formal interviews that are a little more structured because you have pre-prepared questions or 
topics of uh, particular interest. But when it comes to actually being at the uh, coalface, you, you just don't know how things are going to play out. And when people are involved, <laughs> it can play out you know, in a very unexpected way. Mm-hmm. So after that year and a half of filming, and in fact the community win, it was only then that I could really consider, you know, how might the story be structured together in hopefully a, a, a compelling and coherent way. So, you know, that's what I then put my mind to and reviewed all the footage. And, I mean, as a result of filming, I'd met many community members and activists, of course, and, I mean, many were highly engaging and articulate, and but several were, were crucial to the community win, or at least the crucial in advancing aspects of the campaign. I was just going to ask, um, who are the key players in this story? Who are the key individuals that you focus on in the documentary? Uh, yeah, look, Mel Gregson is a, uh, a key focus. Um, she's a community campaigner and activist of long standing and uh, took a very active role, particularly in the pickets, along with Anthony uh, Main. They worked and collaborated together and really tried to coordinate the community and those that were interested in being part of that protest movement. So they were crucial. Uh, also, Tony Murphy, um, a local a community member who actually mounted a court, uh, a number of court battles, uh, Murphy versus the state of Victoria. Uh, so he, uh, Tony was very important and uh, he's a, just an ordinary citizen that stands up and feels he needs to stand up for the rights of the community members who are unheard or often are not heard. And, of course, the local councils were involved, the other council. They had a massive trains, not toll roads campaign. So I'd filmed a number of those key players, if you like, over the 18 months because they were so front and centre in terms of the various campaign initiatives. So I settled on those key characters and and arranged more extensive interviews with them. Yeah. And and, uh, were you out there filming every day of those 18 months or was it just you're there for the key events like the protests and certain vox pops and things like that? Look, really, I tried to be somewhat selective. I mean, a project like this, um, you know, can take over your life and it did to a large extent, but mm. I needed to be able to also put my uh, skills to other projects that were running in parallel. So I was a little selective, I suppose, in when I did show up, and I tried to show up as often as I could, but I did, you know, filter that through the notion that, you know, there's only so many police interventions in pickets where people are thrown to the ground that you need, you know, I mean, it's just something you you don't need to film again and again. So, yeah, I was selective over that 18 months, yeah. Yeah. And what attracted you to this um, story? Why, what made you want to go out there and tell this particular story of others? Well, you know, sometimes stories come to you. And in my case, oh, I'm a Yarra municipal resident, city of Yarra resident, and uh, a lot of the action happened very, very close to my own home. So initially, you know, we, uh, it literally came to my front doorstep. Uh, when a drilling rig uh, arrived unannounced in my street and wow. started to uh, drill a 30-metre deep hole in my home. Oh, goodness. So, you know, there was a huge boring machine kind of working away. <laughs> and uh, that core, it was geo-testing, and so that core sample data was going to be 
given to the successful tender to build the $18 billion, as you say, east-west uh, toll road. So I began filming at that time. So the project literally came to my front door. Yeah, wow. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I guess it sort of demanded to be told. It was right there. You just had to do it. <laughs> had to do it. I had to do it, yeah. Okay. Uh, and you've seen a little of the... You've seen the, the uh, trailer and what were some of your impressions of the story? It's really, yeah, it's, it's powerful. And mm. I definitely think um, it's something that needs to be said. And I, I can't wait to watch the full thing um, when it does screen at Cinema Nova on July 16. I'm really excited to see that story because it's not something I, I knew much about, to be quite honest. So I think it, it is something that people like myself, young people, can, can learn a lot from. And I'm from Adelaide, so I don't really know too much about tolls. Because Adelaide's quite small, and there's only tolls in Adelaide. But um, I, when I watched the trailer, I was definitely confronted, especially by the behaviour of the police. Yeah. It was just quite frightening. That did you have like like a camera that everyone could see? Oh, most certainly. I that's, mean, yeah, that's what's so shocking that they still were acting like that, even when someone was filming. I just find that quite bizarre, and it's confronting especially because mm-hmm. um you just don't imagine people to be treated like that yeah. who are protesting for their city and for what they want in their city that's uh, so true and uh, neither did i and over that period of time i mean the police attitude changed and i can only assume that you know there was some government influence there leaning on the police to essentially to silence the protesters and, and get them out of the picture so to speak mm-hmm. and so Yes, over time, that police involvement became more, well, just became more aggressive, simply as that. But in the thick of it with a camera, uh, I mean, you get to know not only, you know, many of the protesters personally, but I was obviously close up with police as well. And uh, on a few occasions, I did where they got a little tired of my presence. But um, on the other hand, you know, the camera often... The protesters liked having that camera around because at times it, they thought it tempered the police aggression. Yeah. But they were less likely to be seen to be doing some of their uh, you know, work with a camera close by recording it all. Yeah. And, you know, that impacted on me personally on a few occasions. I mean, my it's possible my phone was tapped. It was possible also. Certainly my wow. home computer network was... Um, and I uh, woke to find on the, my Wi-Fi that uh, I had the police surveillance network uh, nearby on the Wi-Fi. Okay. And, um, you know, I mean, things like that are... You've just kind of got to live with it. And there was nothing untoward that um, certainly happened to me, nothing as confrontational or as difficult as some of the, you know, violence, really, that the protests have to deal with. Definitely. Well, Ivan, unfortunately, that's all we have time for. Thank you so much. We could talk about this all day. (laughs) It's uh, a pleasure, Christina, and uh, great to talk with you guys. Thanks so much for your interest in the film. I hope some of your great uh, listeners will get out there and uh, have a look at it at the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. I'm thrilled to be part of it. Yeah, definitely. And if there is anyone listening, please (laughs) go and check it out. It's on Sunday, July 16th at Cinema Nova. Thanks again, Ivan. Thanks so much. Thank you.